Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Second Cup. I'm your host, Tim Heller. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Emily Jean Brown. Emily is an actor, musician, and embodied voice coach, and the founder of On Voice Coaching and Consulting, where she works with clients on building a resilient foundation of support within themselves so they can release their most authentic, expressive, and impactful voices into the world. Top off your morning beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup. All right, so it's not going to, I'm not, I'm really just not going to do anything formal to introduce anybody yet. Okay. I'll probably go back and record it later, but we'll kind of see yeah. how it goes. But um, thank you again for joining me this morning, Emily. This is really, really fun that I feel lucky that we've been able to chat twice in two weeks now. I know. And, it's uh, nice to reconnect with you. And, and I'm just really enjoying watching all the, all the content that you're creating and the way that you're inhabiting the internet space it feels it feels inspiringly consistent and positive and you know it's one of those things that i think people will just naturally gravitate toward which is why you know i'm doing this here with you now so thank you so much for that thank you that really genuinely means a lot cheers cheers. yes all right what is your mug (laughs) what is what is your mug what's the story behind it and what are you drinking oh my gosh well because i'm in my future parent-in-law's home it's it's not a personal mug it's the american museum of natural history so i don't have a personal story with it but it uh is a cool mug and i like it because it's kind of tiny Mm -hmm. and usually what happens for me when i drink coffee in a giant mug is that i don't finish it and i end up drinking it cold which i also don't mind or i reheat it but this is like a perfect (laughs) little this is i can handle this (laughs) there's there's no there's no like transition phase of of the journey of drinking coffee. It's all one. Right. Hot, right. But yes, I'm, I'm drinking, I'm drinking coffee with a little 1%. Normally I would do half and half, but 1% is what they had. So we're nice. Making Very nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have, How about you? This is from Fido in Nashville. So shout out okay. to Fido in Nashville. Whenever I travel, I like to, uh, I used to collect beers from wherever I would go, but now that I don't drink mm-hmm. anymore, I, uh, have started collecting coffee mugs and, uh, I drink, this is, seven ounces of coffee an ounce and a half of espresso and a little bit of oat milk wow very very scientifically measured yeah yeah it's just whatever the coffee machine made we got gifted Uh a really fancy machine and so i thought it would make me drink less caffeine and now i'm like tripling down but yeah so this is my my second cup of the day wow do what you Um, gotta do you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so um i'd love to kick things off with uh, just kind of how you got to where you are now with your business. I know that you, I mean, we've, we worked together at Texas Shakespeare a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd love to hear just kind of a cliff notes on like what you've been up to since then and how you got the idea to start your business that you're now in. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool that you say, you know, since Texas, because that was actually the summer before I went to grad school. So following our season at Texas Shakes, I went straight out to San Francisco where I started my MFA at American Conservatory Theater, which very sadly no longer exists as an MFA program. You're yeah. kidding. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. They, they switched over uh, executive leadership and also school leadership after a little bit after I left. And then also with the pandemic, I think just financially, the, the building, they were trying to find a university partner and they weren't able to do that yet so I don't know if eventually they will revive it but it's it is pretty tragic given that 
you know, the program was really started out of the mission of Bill Ball, who founded ACT. The reason why it's called American Conservatory Theater is because the theater was founded on the principle that actors should be in continuous training while also performing mm-hmm. on stage. So the, the, it wasn't always an accredited MFA program, but there was always a component of professional training associated with the theater, and now there isn't that component anymore. So, wow. yeah, so it's a little it's a little sad. But, um, but I, I had a great time there, particularly with one teacher, Jeff Crockett, who I consider to be a huge mentor in my life, in my creative work, but also specifically in regards to the coaching work that I do. He was one of the heads of voice and his background was in sort of a mixture of voice pedagogy and like Alexander technique. Uh, He studied with a woman named Ilsa Middendorf who created a breath embodiment practice. Uh, She's a German woman. And I think she created that particular breath work practice, not specifically related to actors or acting or performing, but more as a way of, you know, kind of finding connection with the self and connection with other people. And Jeff Mm -hmm. kind of took her work and put it together with other types of breath work and voice work to kind of create his, his personal pedagogy, which was really about the things that stick with me to this day and, and show up in my work are the sense of connecting to the breath and connecting to the body and sensation as a way to mm. establish a sense of safety and support in the body, which gives you a sense of autonomy, which, you know, was a word that I had never really, he- I had heard the word, but I hadn't heard it used in that way particularly. And that's a big yeah. word that he uses a lot. The idea that you have the freedom and the facility to, to kind of behave and to act from a place of personal power and like personal support within yourself. And what that does is not to create a boundary between you and another person. Well, it does create a boundary in the sense of safety, but it doesn't create a boundary in the sense that because you feel more secure, you're then able to actually meet and greet your scene partner in the context of acting um, or just another person in the context of any kind of communication and be able to find flexibility and spontaneity with them because you are supported by that that real sense of grounding and confidence within your own energy and your own space. And so following my work in the MFA program, you know, I, I did showcase, I got an agent, I started auditioning, I moved back to New York where I had been before and, you know, was just hitting the ground running in terms of trying to kind of get the, the the acting thing going and did a, a play back in California, then came back to New York and did some like off, not even off-Broadway, just kind of independent, like, projects with friends, Shakespeare, things in the city. And I also started to get really involved in music. And sort of all of that was yeah, happening. Yeah, I want to talk and, about your music, too, because yeah, you've got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, all of that was happening, and then the pandemic hit, and it was kind of a moment to step back and kind of reassess what what are these things that I love and care about And what are the skills that I have as a professional human? You know, what are the applications of these skills outside of just their traditional application on stage or in a rehearsal room? And Mm -hmm. that's sort of how my coaching business eventually was born. I love that. I think that's such a, that's something that I talk about a lot with, with fellow actor friends who are trying to figure out how to, how to pivot 
in yeah. in a constructive way and I know from my own experience for a while I was feeling with my own health issues with my back and everything throughout the last 11 years which thankfully no longer are a thing but figuring out in that time period like how do I pivot and what kind of skills do I have that are transitive to a more quote unquote traditional workplace mm-hmm. um and so the fact that you were able to to identify this is not only a, a really valuable um, healthy boundary to, to develop to, in order to connect with your scene partner, but to really apply it to a more corporate setting and, and what, however it is, or even if it's just like communicating with a loved one, I think that's really, yeah. Special. And I'm, I'm still figuring out, you know, it's, it's really, it's still evolving because I, I'm always writing that line between helping people skill build and then offering a practice that is about self care and, and sort of wellness and, feeling better. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I don't want to go fully into the wellness space because I also care about like the skill set and sort of helping people get better at what they want to get better at, which I hope is like mm-hmm. articulating their ideas, you know, expressing themselves. Maybe it's more formally, you know, like you said, in a corporate setting or with public speaking, but there is that component too of, you know, the mission underneath it for me, which is about helping people just have more access to their humanity, which is what acting for mm. me was always about too. And so I'm trying to yes. figure out, can you, you say know, that like, one more time just to yeah. drive like that? You said that so beautifully. I just want, I'm, I want to hear it again and everybody else to hear it again. Yeah. I hope I remember what I said. So I think the mission underneath all of what I'm doing, which includes skill building to become a more effective communicator is also giving people more access to their own humanity, which feels like a, right. It's like, that's going to be a beneficial thing in any professional setting. I think, I believe, you know, I value, um, but it's also, I think sometimes can be a little, it's about building a new paradigm and a new kind of work culture, I think. And I think coming out of the Mm -hmm. pandemic, that makes a lot of sense. And so I'm trying to kind of find where is that inroad for me in that process as we all move through this crazy time together. That's awesome. That's so yeah. freaking cool. And and <laughs> you have a workshop coming up uh, next week, which I, I'm going to make sure that all of this is edited and we can at least get out some clips to people before cool. then so that they can hear about this before your workshop on Sunday. But uh, tell me a little bit more about that and kind of, uh, and, and your partner in crime for that and, yeah. and where people can find out more information. Yeah. So the workshop is called Meeting the Moment. And my colleague is Eve Marie Mugar, who's actually someone that I went to college with and who I also studied abroad doing theater in London with. So we have that theater connection, but she ended up kind of branching off and ended up getting her master's in social work. She's a therapist and she's also a yoga teacher and mindfulness coach. So she kind of inhabits that wellness life skills branch of the material. And I inhabit the more sort of like, we talk about it, like she covers the sort of inner life part of it. And I cover the, how do you translate the inner life to the outside through the voice? So together we're working with people in our workshop on confident interpersonal communication. And the way we're doing that is by giving people the opportunity to try out different communication scenarios with partners and in groups, and then offering mindfulness and embodiment techniques to help people feel more grounded, more confident, so that they can communicate with a little bit more ease and fluidity. Wow. So it's really, it is the, the whole package that you are working on in this workshop. What, so, okay. So when is it, how long is it, what is, what is it all going to look like for people that sign up? 
Yeah, so it's happening August 7th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in New York City at a place called Culture Lab, which is in Long Island City, Queens. And okay. they can sign up by, let's see, I guess people can sign up by going to my website. If you go to the coaching page on my website, there's a link there. Mm -hmm. I can also give you, like, the direct link to where people can purchase. Yeah, I'll, I'll post the direct link with everything okay. in, in the posts that I make. And, um, yeah, and then and what is your website, just so that people who are listening can yeah. check you out and when they inevitably hear this and are like, wow, this sounds like something that I need or that I need for my team uh, to yeah. experience. So my website is my name, emilyjeanbrown.com, and Jean is J-E-A-N-N-E. And then Great. from there, from that homepage, you can go onto an acting page, a music page, and a coaching page. So the, the coaching website has a backslash and then coaching, I believe. Or maybe it's, no, wait, I should know this. EmilyJeanBrown.com/onvoice. <laughs> I think it's slash onvoice. Onvoice. Yeah. And where can people find you on social media? Social media, you can find me at onvoice underscore or at Emily Jean Brown for my artist page. Awesome. Yeah. Emily, thank you so much. This is like I said, this is going to be like quick and dirty, and, it, and sweet. I can't believe it's already been like almost. 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, I would love to wrap up with a couple quick fire questions for you. Ooh, There's nothing okay. gotcha, but it's just like breathe into it. And um, I just want to hear what's off the top of your head. Uh, first question. Embodiment skills to respond. Yes. 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 All the envoys technique yes. right here, right now, live, live on the air. Um, okay. First question. Who inspires you right now? Joni Mitchell coming back to Newport folk festival after 30 years or no more than 30 years, 40 years singing live on stage after having a brain aneurysm and playing guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, second question. Uh, this may, you may have already answered this a piece of content or an artist that you're devouring right now. Hmm. Piece of content can be a book, a podcast, a movie, TV series, whatever you want it to be. I am. I am into week one of The Artist's Way, and I've tried it a couple times before by Julia Cameron. Are you familiar with it? Okay. Uh, I have heard of it, but I have not dove into it yet. Yeah. So this is the first time that I am I'm doing it with my partner, and we're going we're gonna to do it all the way. So Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Awesome. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Neither. But I want to be an early I, I'm not naturally either one to be, to be quite honest, but I, I work better in the morning. So I'm, I'm working on my morning routine. Great. Great. Yeah. Uh, last question. You can only have pizza one more time. Where from and what's on it? Oh, well, I guess the first thing that comes to my head is Polly G's, uh, which is a Italian style, like Napolitana style pizza. And they have I don't know exactly what the pizza is, but it's like some kind of sausage and like arugula and they have this Mike's hot honey. That's like a spicy hot Ooh. honey with a really thin blackened like wood fired crust. So I'm going to go with that for my, my <sighs> rapid fire. Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Pretty Those cheese. were excellent, excellent <laughs> rapid fire answers. <laughs> also Mike's hot honey is freaking everywhere right now. Yeah, I mean, I it seems like, I don't know if that happened after the, the, you know, the partnership with poly G's. Cause I feel like they sort of claimed it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they were already big, but it's a, it's a delicious product. By the way, they're pretty hot they're right pretty now. Hot. Uh, uh. Yeah, very hot. <laughs> hot and spicy. Well, Emily, thank you. Oh, yes. Spicy. 
Um, Emily, thank you so much for doing this on our pilot episode of whatever the heck this is going to turn into. Yeah. But this was so much fun to get an excuse to talk to you again and learn more. Um, and again, everybody check out her website and social media and be sure to register for the event on August 7th in LIC. And Emily, sure cheers to, to you. Yeah, make oh. sure to um, let people know that it's if they're in New York, it's going to be in person. I think that gets confusing right. sometimes because we've done awesome. online events. So people who are in New York for sure. um, come out to Long Island City and join us. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Emily, thank you so much. I will talk Bye. to you again soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening all the way through the very first episode of Second Cup, featuring our very special guest, Emily Jean Brown. Follow Emily on social media at Emily Jean Brown, that's E-M-I-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E Brown, to hear more of her original music and other artistic endeavors. To book her for an on-voice consultation, follow her business page at onvoice underscore. That's O-N-V-O-I-C-E underscore. This show is recorded and produced by Tim Heller Creative, LLC. If you're a small or large business and would like to sponsor the show, reach out to Tim at timhellercreative.com and we can chat to see if we're a good fit. Tune in next week for another incredible conversation and another wonderful cup of coffee.